Passover is in two weeks, two weeks from tonight. Even if your Seder is abbreviated, even if all you do is read one or two symbolic passages from the Agada, stop at this verse this year. In every generation, every Jew should feel as if they were personally redeemed from Egypt. That verse is in every Agada. I don't care if you're using the Maxwell House Agada or Uncle Max's House Agada because the rabbis tell us of all of the passages. This is the central one. If you do not feel personally redeemed, you miss the central point. If you do not eat of the bread of affliction, literally and physically, you haven't fulfilled the commandment. Feel the lash. Exult in liberation. Dance at the shores of the sea. The Seder is a reenactment of those times. Passover is the most personal of festivals. Its main message, you were there. Feel that. You were there. Passover is the proclamation that I was not passed over. I am part of Jewish history. There were Jews before me. There will be Jews after me. I am the link in this magical, mystical, mysterious movement. I'm part of the continuum of Jewish life. The Haftarah reading for the second day of Passover is from the 23rd chapter of the second book of Kings. It includes a description of the Passover celebrations in the 18th year of King Josiah's reign around the year 622 BCE. Verse 11 of the 23rd chapter states, and King Josiah took away the horses that the kings of Judah had previously given to the sun at the entrance to the house of the Lord. And Josiah burned the chariots of the sun with fire by the chamber of his officer, Natan Melech. Considered among the greatest and most consequential of the Israelite kings, Josiah, Yoshiahu, purged the Jerusalem temple of the idolatrous practices of his predecessors. There must have been some kind of ancient foreign ritual of dedicating horses and chariots to the sun. And the Israelites had become so corrupted by the time of King Josiah that the priests themselves performed this idol worship at the very entrance to the temple, the very house of God. And according to this verse, Josiah took away those horses and burned the chariots. And this took place by the chamber of one Natan Melech, 
an officer of the king. Hardly anyone has given any thought ever to Natan Melech. He's mentioned only once in the Bible, in this verse. And he's mentioned only in passing. The point of the verse is not to tell us about Natan Melech. It is to locate where King Josiah burned the idolatrous chariots. It was by the chamber of his servant, Natan Melech. Natan Melech must have been such a prominent public official that everyone knew where he lived. To say, by the chamber of Natan Melech, would have been enough for the ancient reader or listener to know precisely the location in Jerusalem. It would be like saying today, I'll meet you by the mayor's house or by the Empire State Building. 2,641 years later, this very week, that man, Natan Melech, has vaulted back from near obscurity and thrust into the very heartbeat of Jewish history. Natan Melech has come alive, back from the long dead. The man mentioned only once in connection with Passover rituals and only in passing has returned just in time for Passover. Israeli archaeologists announced this week that they discovered an ancient seal impression with his name the size of a fingernail or two. The tiny clay tablet used in antiquity to seal documents was imprinted with ancient Hebrew letters that spelled Lenatan Melech Eved Melech, belonging to Natan Melech a servant of the king. That was him. It had to be him. The same Natan Melech, the king's servant, mentioned only once in passing in the second day Haftarah reading in the book of Kings, chapter 23, verse 11. I stared and stared at the pictures this week online all week. Natan Melech might have personally held this seal in the palm of his hand. The same Natan Melech. And if not him, a member of his staff, some ancient Jew, made it millennia ago. One of our Jewish ancestors imprinted the letters and baked the clay in the kiln. And someone, Natan Melech or his staff, sealed a document with it. 
one of our ancestors walking the ancient streets of Jerusalem, the same streets that hundreds of Stephen Wise members have walked together. Someone walked those streets who carried a document in his hands with the seal of Natan Melech, and it was presented to the world this week. It was found inside the ruins of a massive building where a very wealthy Jerusalemite must have lived. Charred remains of wooden beams were discovered inside the house. Israeli archaeologists carbon dated and they tell us that these are the remains of the fire set by the Babylonians in the year 586 BCE that destroyed the first temple. And there, inside that home, this tiny seal was discovered by the charred wood from the Babylonian fires of 586 BCE. The parchment, the document that was under the seal, of course, did not survive the fire. But the seal did. It was made of hardened clay. Oh, what I would give to read that document. <laughs> Natan Melech spoke in the name of the king of Israel, Yoshiao, one of the pivotal leaders in all of Jewish history. Scholars tell us that Judaism might not have even survived if it wasn't for Josiah who they speculate, found or wrote some version of the book now known as the book of Deuteronomy, the last book of the five books of Moses. We were well on the way to oblivion. Like all the other nations of antiquity that were conquered by Egypt, Assyria, Babylonia, Persian, Greece, Rome, the superpowers of the ancient world. Josiah rebelled. Josiah fought back. Josiah restored the temple. Josiah either discovered or wrote Deuteronomy. Without Josiah, would we even be here? And Natan Melech, one of his officers, was a pivotal figure because he helped save Judaism while it was still in its infancy through serving the king of Israel without whom scholars suggest that Judaism may not have survived at all. And therefore, even though Natan Melech was mentioned only once, in passing, he was a critical figure. He was a high-ranking official of the indispensable king. And this week, his seal lay in the hand of 21st century 
explorers of buried Jewish treasures who are slowly but surely discovering the ancient secrets of our people and uncovering the ancient mysteries of Jerusalem. And in the process, they're validating the Bible, the fountainhead of Jewish life. It's simply overwhelming. This tiny object buried in the earth for over 2,500 years and waiting to be discovered one day. And that day was our day. This small seal of an almost forgotten Jerusalem official links true to extraordinarily monumental moments in Jewish life. First, King Josiah, the indispensable leader whose reign impacted on Judaism to this day. And second, the destruction of the first temple by the Babylonians less than 25 years after Josiah was killed in war. It was one of the most dramatic events of all of Jewish history. We still mourn the loss of the first temple all these years later to this very day. Now, if this does not move you, your heart is made of sterner stuff than mine. In every generation, every Jew should see himself as he was personally there. I see it all. I see it in my head. My mind's eye creates a vividness that astonishes me. I recreate it all in my imagination. Josiah, Natan Melech, the idolatrous priests, Jerusalem, they are all alive in me. You might have read about this discovery in the New York Times. Did you see that? It was in the paper this week. But you see why you still need rabbis and Jewish teachers, even in the age of Wikipedia, when all of human knowledge is available at the click of a mouse? You would have missed almost everything I spoke about. The Times article was primarily about how Israeli archaeologists are digging up artifacts of ancient Jewish history in land that Palestinians claim as part of their future state. Okay. Fine. I suppose it's a legitimate angle. Although, I did find it ironic that many of those very Palestinians who object to Israelis digging up our people's treasures from thousands of years ago deny that our people were even there in the first place. <laughs> it's all made up, they say. A Zionist plot concocted and imposed by European colonialists who have no connection to the land of Israel. Yasser Arafat calmly told Bill Clinton at Camp David there never was a Jewish kingdom. It was all fabricated. But while 
modern politics is relevant, and of course, the paper of record is entitled to relate to all kinds of different angles of a story. And they're journalists, they know what they're doing, I think. I'm not. You, at least, should also listen to rabbis and learn from Jewish teachers. Don't miss the essence. Natan Melech lived. Natan Melech lives now. All you have to do is imagine him in your head. His seal is laying in the palm of archaeologist's sand. I saw his seal. I imagined how he looked, how he spoke, what he said. And by imagining him, I can imagine myself. I can imagine my destiny. Why I was put on this earth in the first place. Because Jerusalem is slowly revealing its buried secrets. It's easier for you to bridge the millennia and trace your very essence to the source, the wellsprings of Jewish life. We would not be here if they were not there. Without them, there would be no Jews today. We are part of an everlasting covenant. There was Jewish life before us. There will be Jewish life after us. The past shapes us. We are who we are because they were who they were. We are not alone. We are in the bloodstream of Jewish existence. Today, we are the beating heart of Judaism. My Passover message to you is take care of your Jewish heart. Practice heart-healthy Jewish living. Exercise your Jewish heart. Feel the spirit as if you were there all those years ago.